All right, so we have a lot of crazy stories. We always talk about crazy stories uh, on the <laughs> Brock Lurie podcast. We really do, right? But I, I got it. This one, you know, rather than talk about politics in particular, I want to talk about culture, which of course is what do they say downstream from uh, politics, whatever it is, right? Or culture is no politics is downstream from culture. Yes. And uh, with me, by the way, is Karen Sigmund from the American Freedom Alliance. She's the head, the president, CEO, the king, the queen. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to offend you by not suggesting you're also the king somehow. So I just want to make that out there. You know, I didn't want to, Good. didn't want to assume that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we want to talk about today the, the the various trends that are going on, very strange trends that are going on when it comes to sex and gender and uh, sexuality. Everything that that we're seeing now, it, it's this uh, descent uh, of sexuality, this opening of uh, the distinctions, meaning that I, I should say the destruction of distinctions when it comes to man and woman and, and all things sexual. Everything is good. And we're going to see more and more of this. And uh, toward the end of this, I'm going to start making some predictions. I mean, as you know, many of you know, listening to this podcast, I've made the prediction quite often that <clears throat> it's going to come a time at some point where uh, schools will encourage um, the um, trying of uh, homosexuality. They'll, they'll encourage that. Where, uh, you know, if you, hey, look, if you, you, you're a boy, you think you're a straight, you like, you like girls, but you know what? Try it. You know, how do you know you're straight unless you've tried the gay thing? I mean, right? And it's, it's like food. How do you know you don't like ketchup until you try ketchup, right? <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, I don't know what happened there. But how do you know? How do you, you know, know anything? Sample the right? smorgasbord of all that's available. Yes. yes. I'm it's kind like... of shocked, shocked. That's mm -hmm. not happening already. When you mention it, it just seems so obvious. Oh, oh, it is beginning to happen. There was one college that's doing it, and I forget which one it is, but it's uh, but they're doing it kind of like in the background, saying, "Hey, look, you know what? Uh, you have to explore everything." But I mean, it, 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 look, parents have their kids explore different kinds of sports, right? How do you know that you like lacrosse? How do you know that you like basketball? I mean, I, or or you don't like basketball for that matter until you've tried it. Let's let's let little Johnny try his various different mm. sports. And I think that's the way they're going to treat sexuality. You, you think that you're straight and maybe most of the time you are straight, but sometimes you, you want to, you play around with the other boys. Yeah. I mean, sexually. So that's the way um, things are moving. So that's one of the predictions I have. And uh, sadly, I think it's going to come to pass because uh, this. Well, and that revulsion that some of us feel innately um, as to carrots has to be overcome, right? You're not, you won't be allowed to have that revulsion anymore. Yes. The revulsion as parents, uh, as to anybody for that matter, the idea that your kid might be interested in, in some sort of, uh, sexuality that is beyond heterosexuality, that, that is going to be disturbing, uh, for parents on the inside, but they're not allowed to, to feel that way. But, that, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. For the child I, to feel the revulsion. Yes. Yeah, Good. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because that's one of the predictions that I've made. And 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 by all yeah. means, as we go along, you might realize, wait, because this is going to be this is going to explore a lot of different things that are happening, and then think about how it's going to continue on and how it's going to change and how it's going to open up even more. Because one thing we know for sure, uh, things will not stay static. The status quo 
uh, in terms of sexuality is not going to stay as it is today in the year 2022. By the year, five years from now, you are you can rest assured that different things will be happening. There'll be there'll be a new currency when it comes to the language of uh, sexuality and gender and otherwise. So uh, that that's one thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, but let's let's talk about some stories that kind of make the point for us. Uh, one of this one of them is this uh, story of the uh, uh, gosh the story that you you actually showed to me. If you want to talk yeah. a little bit about that, Karen. Uh, I would love that. This is a story about uh, three men that decided that they're going to get together and uh, adopt a child together legally. So all three of them yeah. are considered fathers of this child. Um, of course, this child is going to be messed up. There's no no doubt about it. I mean, you would think that at least one of them would be a woman, but you know, whatever. They, he's going to have three dads. Uh, but but go ahead and explain. Yeah, well, it turns out that these three men, so a thruple, which as you've been talking about, you know, once once you sort of take away the foundation of man and woman coming together for children to form a family, the op- opposites, the, the way God intended, and, and so it has been written. Um, once you move away from that, you had said that the obvious, one of the obvious next things is that there will be thruples. If two are good, why three is better? Incomes, attention to the child, and so on. So these three men have been a thruple for some. I mean, what a, that right. in itself is madness, right? Yeah, and, I mean this. This is a story. I mean, it's it's from it's in the Huffington Post. In the Huffington Post, proudly right, and proud. excitedly, and mm-hmm. and and the tone of so so these three men they had been offered an embryo, a leftover embryo. Imagine Mm. this, a Mm. leftover embryo. And now, so they they have this, they they adopted this embryo, major legal proceedings. Um, One of them said, I just want a kid, not a legal battle. Well, guess just Newsflash, <laughs> there are ways of having children that don't involve legal battles, but the way that you happen to have chosen isn't one of those ways. The way that you cho- and for there to not be a legal battle, for there to be sort of this sliding in of three men taking on an embryo, it, it's it is it's surreal. Um, they're the names of the three fathers on the birth certificate. Now, it's important to note that none of these men is, in fact, the father. And this embryo has always had, this child now has a mother. The mother, so the mother's been erased. There's three fathers, and, and it's all, everything is ruling by committee. We try to be on the same page in this and that. We know, you know, I know, it takes two, a man and a woman, a mother and a father who have different parenting styles, who have different approaches, who have a a masculine perspective and a feminist perspective, feminine, not feminist, to balance things out, to provide a balanced parenting for the child. All of that is ignored in this article, and the article simply celebrates that this happened yay it's california evil for other people to not allow the same kind of thing to happen we just want to pave the way 
So, yeah, so so yeah, the, the title of the article is This Thruple Made History with Their First Child. History. Right, history. Yeah. And here's what their lives are like. But anyway, the first sentence of it, this thruple made history. They they really believe this. They they think yeah. that this is uh, akin to the the first man on the moon. This is this is akin to women's suffrage. This is akin yeah. to ending slavery or fighting Jim Crow. They they have made history because as you know. Uh, it, it is so important for every couple, every group of, of people uh, being able to raise a child the way that they should, and that it is only natural that we should make this as legal as possible. It's unnecessary to have these obstacles. In fact, it's dangerous to have these obstacles when three people just want a child. What's what's so wrong with that? You know, single sex, no less. Yeah. So uh, that's it's more the uh, attitude of the article that fascinates me than the fact that these yeah. three men want to have this child. I mean, you could say, okay, you know, if this were a bizarre story where three men want to have a child, we could talk about it and say that's kind of loony, that's weird. But the way the Huffington Post and presumably so much of the other uh, mainstream media want to treat this is that this is a wonderful thing. Yeah. This is uh, the opening of new frontiers because, you know, the progressives are all, all about opening new frontiers. Whatever it is, they've never met a frontier that they didn't uh, love destroying. That, that's that's a key thing. I think we can all agree with that, <laughs> right? Well so, said. Exactly yeah. right. So yeah. in, in my book, Rise of the Sex Machines, I also spoke about uh, this quintuple. <clears throat> um, I guess that's the right word. Five people. There were four men and one woman. And uh, they all basically were heterosexual. Um, although there was hints that one of the one of the men was bisexual, but whatever. Uh, and they were all taking whatever. turns with this woman. Yeah, and and they, they had to share her. And she liked it. She liked all the attention. I guess she's not getting enough love. So this is the way to do it, right? You have four men. And uh, I, but the, but more importantly was how they talked about it, their situation, as if it was something that you know was being suppressed. That their love was so natural, and why couldn't they be together? Why why couldn't the state recognize their union, as it were? And they even talked about uh, this silly thing that they had to deal with, this thing called jealousy. And wasn't that? Uh, and they're they're so above it, you know. Like, oh, I see. Okay, you're right. But what's so funny is that they they decry jealousy. They they think it's such a uh, whatever a primitive thing, right? Yeah. I mean, but but what what would happen? And I and I'll raise this in my book as well. What would happen if one of them had an affair? And I put that in quotes with another man or another woman. Outside of the quintuple, uh, do they get to be the others get to be upset? Did they get to say, "Hey, Charlie, you know, uh, I thought we were a thing, you know, the right, five of us. Right, Isn't right, that right. enough of uh, enough uh, variety for you <laughs> to to go forward?" Uh, well, and you you went with this hussy, some other woman that you met, you know, uh, outside of the quintuple, and should they not be upset? Is that the idea? I, I don't get it. Right. Anyway. The point is that they're above jealousy. They're smarter than us. They're more wise than us. You know, but you know, they, they, all the stuff about the Bible and all the stuff about Judeo-Christian mindset and traditions in that sense—that's that's all nonsense. Because, well, they don't even know that it even exists in the first place. So, well, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So here's another story that uh, I I wanted to bring up as well. These are all kind of orbiting around the same uh, phenomenon, which is this destruction of relationships and sexuality. And and it's interesting. I was originally going to talk, I could call my uh, book, Rise of the Sex Machines, um, Death of the Relationship. 
Mm-hmm. And because in many ways, that's really what this is all about. The relationships are, are, are dying. And I'm talking about the real meaningful kind of relationships, even friendships in some way, but, but romantic relationships are dying. And we see that through um, Tinder and Grindr and all those other things where people just have fly-by-night sexual hookups. Uh, they, they wouldn't know what a relationship was if it came up and bit them in the butt, right? Uh, th- they just don't know. And to them, sexuality is something that's just a good feeling and you should share it. And you're silly to think that you should be monogamous. That, that, that's their idea, at least. Anyway, so here's a story of two parents, and this is a very recent story, who decided they needed money. So, of course, uh, they decided to make a porn video in the schoolroom where they teach. They both teach. Okay? Uh, I guess they're both teachers in the same school. It's an elementary school, mind you. Uh-huh. Right? And I-, I thought to myself, wow, that's, that's you know, why not? Right? I mean, these people, they, they have rationalized to themselves that, look, you know, we're a loving couple. We want to make some money. They did it after school hours. It's not as if they did it in front of the kids. Uh, they were in a classroom, yes, and, and they were doing the sex on desks, I suppose. Um, and they were fired because of that, right? So you and I are thinking, yeah, they should be fired. But this is the same school that is very progressive and otherwise would champion this opening up of sexuality. And at the same time, they seem to be upset that they're having uh, sex you know, way beyond school hours. What's the problem here? I don't, I don't get it. If somebody can reconcile that for me, I, I'd like to know. Why are they suddenly so Puritan, so prudish when it comes to sexuality, when at the same time they're telling these same kids who are fourth graders and fifth graders that they can be whatever they want, first of all, sexually. Here, and, and they have games about how to put condoms on, uh, on bananas and such. They, they literally have that. Yeah. Uh, and they're talking about uh, sex toys and everything is good. And they have drag queen story hour and everything else. Why Why would these two teachers get punished the way they did? What's so wrong about that? Right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. So what, what, did they give a rationale? I mean, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Again, shocked, shocked. They were <laughs> fired, truly. I mean, I, I really am. This is This is what... I, I agree that, and we should be, I mean, I'm shocked in a way and you're shocked, but I guess the, the reasoning is that when it's actually done in front of them, yeah. uh, that, that's, that's the shocker of them. So it's a NIMBY thing. We, we, yeah. We can talk about it. We can encourage it, but if you actually do it, we get upset. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, so the theory, that's the weird thing. as yeah. so often the theory, when the theory is fine, but in your child's classroom, um, it may well be that actually maybe there was an uproar from parents and, you know, it, I, it I would happen. think so. I would think so. I mean, it's not yeah. as if, it's not as if they um, uh, made the film, the, the porn video and uh, then, then sent it by mass email to all of their friends and family, including the school. Right. I mean, that, that would be probably stupid on their part, but um, it's not as if they did that. What happened is they simply loaded it up to one of those porn sites I think there's a porn site called Pornhub or something. That's apparently a major one. And they must have loaded it up. And somebody apparently recognized uh, the school and then reported it back to the school. But whoever saw it was enjoying the the wonders of of that porn website. And Right. We, that, uh, that's right. 
it's, yeah, it's it's kind of a weird duck, I suppose. I, I don't know how to just explain. Just a it. lot of. But it's it's one of those yeah. things that you know, uh, practice what I preach, but don't do what I preach. Uh, so, sorry, I, you know, listen to what I preach, but don't do what I preach. And right. here they are, you know, talking about how wonderful it is to be as sexually experimental as you can, and what's so wrong about sex. Everything is fine about sex. Uh, we should have public nudity, or at least uh, not be so prudish about the way people wear clothes and everything else. Uh, and, and sex, well, that's very normal. Let's let, we're showing the kids pictures of, of people having sex all the time, but but if you actually do it, <laughs> yeah. That's too much in their face, I guess. I, I, I can't reconcile it, and I don't think yeah, you can yeah. either, right? No. All right. So here's another story that that rotates around this again, orbiting around the destructive nature of sexuality and uh, the lack of understanding of sexuality. Uh, this mother in uh, Ohio, she's a lawyer. Um, she's a wife, actually. And she decided that as a lawyer, she wasn't making very much money. She was not happy with the amount of money she was making. Maybe she didn't know how to hustle clients or whatever it was, but not doing so well. And her husband, I think, is also a lawyer, also not doing so well. And so she decided what any you know reasonably attractive woman would do. I mean, it's a, I think it's an obvious thing. You, you go to Vegas uh, for three weeks at a time, and you uh, present yourself as a, as a hooker, as an escort, uh -huh. and you make tons of money for three weeks, and then you go back to Ohio where you continue on with your law practice, where you make about one one hundredth of what you're making as a hooker, yeah. right? So, and, and the husband, of course, is in on it. He's totally fine with this. Uh, and they're very proud to talk about this story, Karen. It's it's very interesting. They say, yeah. like, And, 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 and the, the point is, why not? Right? I mean, if sex is just sex and you can make money off of your body, well, then what's the problem here, folks? Well, I mean, you, you and I disagree that you're with that. Using but... is, is flawed. You're calling her a hooker, Barack. She's a oh, yes, sex my mistake. worker. Sex worker. Yes, that's right. She's simply renting out her body it's... in the same way that you might use, you know, you, you, you rent out an Uber or, or uh, Airbnb, right? I mean, what's the difference? Yeah. I, this, this is a prediction of mine, and I made this in my book, Rise of the Sex Machines, as well, is that in the future, People will have prostitution in an Uber-like way. You'll see, um, you know, your your uh, your sex worker is arriving in five minutes. That sort of thing, right? Yeah, and, I remember and you, you can, making you, that prediction. Just yeah, dial you'll it follow up. her. Yeah, it's you can follow her on on your your app or whatever it is. You know, your <laughs> your iPhone or otherwise. And oh yeah, she'll be she'll be giving me and uh, giving me fellatio in no less than three minutes. Right? It's like that's what's going to happen. And you can and look at their ratings. That's right. Everything will be ratings. And you can ratings. rate them. Yeah, that's right. It was, yeah. it was he. Oh, so convenient. Talk about safe sex, right? <laughs> that's like, ah, oh, man. So, yeah, and they'll, and they'll get down to the, the dirty nitty gritty. Like, you know, he didn't, you know, the condoms he wore were terrible. I can't believe it. You know, or, you know, he didn't use enough, enough lube. I mean, it, it would be, it'll be that graphic, that disgusting. But as a practical matter, if you don't think that there's anything to sex other than the pleasure of it, then what's wrong with all of this, right? I mean, the listener now is saying, well, it, it is wrong. I mean, and, and we're all conservative here, where a lot of us are at least. And, and to those of us who are liberal listeners, uh, I just challenge you, what's, what's wrong with this? Why would you uh, grimace at this idea? 
other than the fact that there's a possibility of disease. I get that. But let's let's pretend for the sake of discussion that you really do everything you can to, to limit uh, the amount of STDs, right? You do, to take all the pr- protection necessary, or maybe uh, each person shows that they're clean uh, from a sexual point of view, a, a disease point of view, and then you have at it, right? And there's no violence involved. So everyone truly is, you know, at their safest. So tell me what's wrong with all of this. Just tell me, right? I mean, like an Uber driver, you expect him not to be drunk. You expect him to be polite and courteous. You expect him to not drive too fast and not drive in such a way as to make you nauseous and to otherwise, um, you know, leave you alone when you want to be left alone and to turn the air conditioning on when it needs to be turned on. And what, you, you get all the ideas, right? Why yeah, isn't yeah, this the yeah. same thing with the sexuality? It's a, it's an event. You, it's you're, transactional. You're performing. It's, it's just totally transactional. transactional, right? And so you'll see more and more of this. I I agree. At the same time that they want to claim that we are better than the animal, yeah. Um, you, as you pointed out, it's it's a destruction of relationships. But I I would go further. It's really destroying we as humans mm-hmm. because all those things that you just talked about that is in our human nature to need the connection, the love, the commitment, the loyalty, the affection, the all those other things that make the sexual act acts more than an animalistic right. Right. transactional well, act. I mean, it's this, the this... human that needs something more, and they're denying right. that we need something more. So they're denying our humanity. Well, I, I agree that they're denying our humanity. That's true. But it begs the question, right? I mean, this we live in a time where we have to re-ask all the questions. Like, why is it, I mean, you, you've heard me say this before, Karen. Why Why do we say please and thank you? Why do, why do we drive on the right side of the road, right? Why, why uh, I, I don't know, why does uh, English read from left to right and Hebrew reads from right to left? I mean, these are the basic questions that, yeah. you know, you get thrown at you or you should ask yourself from time to time. And here's one of those questions. Why is it that we grimace when we see uh, a thruple, a quintuple? I, I, if you were to meet a quintuple at some sort of social function and they introduce themselves saying, hi, my name is John. This is my my mate, Sally, this is Karen, this is uh, Bobby, this is Bill, right? We're, we're five, and we are a quintuple. Thank you very much. And you would say, what the frig is that all about? That's crazy. You guys are nuts. And, and you would be right to say that. But the question is, why do you say that to yourself? And I, and I put it to you this, this way, that sex is never just sex. It never is. And... If you want any proof of that, look at all the stories that exist out there as to what happens in many sexual relationships where one person breaks up with the other and horrific stuff happens, right? I mean, I I, I laid out like 10 different stories of crazy things that would never have happened. You know, when when you have a transaction with anybody else, like, uh, I don't know, you, you routinely go to get some ice cream from the same ice cream store. But they don't deliver or, or they, they decide that, you know, you don't want to, um, that, that you shouldn't be a customer anymore because they don't like you anymore. Did you go crazy and do you burn down the ice cream store? No. Right? But when it comes to breaking up with somebody, yeah. you get slashed tires. You get people who cut off penises. <laughs> you, 
you've got <clears throat> um, species spread over um, the woman's uh, apartment. Um, hor- you know, horrific things are said and, and yeah. um, gossip. And then, of course, the revenge uh, porn and all the other things that you've heard. There's that one story of the astronaut. Her name was Novak, I think, who drove across country to wearing diapers, to, wearing diapers to kidnap her rival. Yeah. Uh, and, and she sprayed her with uh, pepper spray. It, 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 very bizarre stories. Question is, why? Why is it so intense? Sex is not just sex. And I dare say that, that what we're doing is we're, we're just ignoring the power of yeah, sex. Exactly. And we want the sexual thrill, and yet we don't want the responsibility that comes with it. We, we want only the goodies. It's like when you rip off the, 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 the um, what do you call the bran over rice, right? It's just white rice, which is not healthy for you. It's just pure sugar at the end of the day. And you don't have any, any of the actual positive benefits of rice. Uh, likewise, you know, if you want to continue on with the meal comparison, you would just want the dessert and you don't want anything of substance right, before right, that. Right, 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 right. So this is what people want. They, they, they know there's a sexual pleasure, that they know there's this intensity of it, orgasms and all that. And then, and then they, they wonder, they never wonder why is it so pleasurable? We talked about that too. Why? Is it, is it because it's a reward for the, the great joy of monogamy, of the intensity of monogamy? But clearly, when people are, are broken up with, whether it's man or yeah. woman, they get wild. They go crazy. They're, and the question is, why is it? And I, and I put it to you because it's a godly act. We're not supposed to be doing this crap. We're supposed to be monogamous. We're supposed to be intensely um, conditioned with one another. <clears throat> to say nothing of all the things that I, that I laid out about how healthy monogamous sex is, really healthy. It reduces stress and tension and, and reduces your, your chances of getting cancer of many kinds um, and heart attack and everything else. And you can't get STDs if you're truly monogamous, right? But right. conversely, if you are uh, sexing it up with every Tom, Dick, or Jane that you meet, you're going to get an STD. You're going to be emotionally unstable, and it's going to lead to all sorts of other social uh, uh, problems as well, and in terms of as well as physical diseases such as heart attack and cancer. It's really quite remarkable, but people don't seem to care about that. They only say, "Oh, look at this goodie that I have within my mm-hmm. my own body, and I can share it with somebody else, and they can give it to me." Uh, we just have this mutual sharing of orgasm. That's weird. But you they, they never they never stop to ask these questions. This way. <laughs> yes, we clearly are designed this way. That's a great point. Right. And, 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 and nobody stops to think about it. Why is it that we have man and woman in a marriage? Yes. Why have we insisted on that? Is it is it only to lock people up in a in a uh, a brutal patriarchy to enslave women? Right? That that's the theory. Right. But it doesn't make any sense either. If you're I, I know that all men are thinking the same thing that I'm thinking right now. Like uh, monogamy is not necessarily natural to us, right? We we understand the good of it. We at the end of the day, we appreciate monogamy. We learn to to love monogamy, but and we see the benefits of it. But it's not natural to us, right? For women, it it's much more natural. Women and it yeah. protects children. Yeah, and there you are. Yeah, it's uh, how they how they say that's. It's a patriarchy designed to enslave women. It's a, it's a very. Um, if you actually dig below the surface, it doesn't go anywhere. Anyway, there's more stories to this, 
Um, I just wanted to add, though, if if I may, talking about God and design, all of this, um, while you were talking before, I just, it, um, certain mono monogamy, monogamous sex, um, sing singular relationships that build on themselves, that feeds the soul. And these other things that you're talking about that, that drive people crazy when you're, when, when they, the, the breakups, because it, it is an ache in one's soul. It's yeah. not just, oh, I'm not, don't get to go to the ice cream store anymore. These, these bonds, these connections are made deeply in one's soul. And when they're rent, therefore, the pain is soul deep. And yeah. that's a little bit more real than my relationship with my ice cream store. Yeah. And again, by design, it's, it's by design, but humans have this, this, this soul, these needs, um, it's where the virtues play a role when things are created for the good of one's soul. And then they're torn apart. The pain in the soul is, can yeah. be unbearable. Yeah. There's some other stories that I wanted to yeah. kind of, uh, talk about that are, that are orbiting around this and not necessarily sex as sex, but involving sex and, uh, gender identities and such. So there's a story about, um, Chloe Cole, I believe her name is, this is a young lady who had decided that she wanted to be a man. And this was when she was 14 or 15. She went through the whole process. She had the top surgery, meaning uh, just radical, uh, you know, uh, mastectomies yeah. for both of her breasts. And, uh, you know, in the, in the quest to become a man, she took the testosterone, she took the puberty blockers, everything that you can imagine that you're hearing about. She then later on realized what a terrible mistake it was and that she herself was indeed a she and uh, now is suing the hospital system, the psychiatrist, the, the, the therapist, and everyone else that otherwise encouraged her in the process of moving forward with a transgender uh, surgery. And I'm, I'm glad she's doing that. I've always said that this is going to end with litigation and yeah. I'm surprised that it's only starting now, but Chloe Cole, uh, you know, she's very brave to do so. This is what I call true bravery. She's the only one who's doing it. Nobody gave hospitals immunity for bad practices and bad uh, advice. Yes, you, you are a boy after all. And let me, let, let, let's by all means cut off your breasts and uh, get rid of your vagina one way or the other. Take out your ovaries. Uh, this is monstrous. These are evil, evil people. And for them to think that somehow they're going to be immune from liability, uh, we'll see. We'll see about that. And you'll see a lot of hospitals now having very second thoughts about whether or not they're going to agree to do these surgeries without much more uh, vetting ahead of time, especially when it comes to minors. I mean, of look course. at it. And in I, fact, I, people I, who spoke up against it have yeah. lost jobs and been punished. So those yeah. voices are the ones that have been silenced. And it's the children who, have, who are permanently hurt. They are permanently hurt, and the children are, are of course, you know, the, the, the greatest victims of all of this. And it's, they've got the greatest case, as it were. Whereas yeah. uh, somebody who's 18 or older has the capacity to contract, at least from a legal point of view, they have agency. And let's take somebody who's 25, and no one would disagree that that person has agency. Uh, so 25 or 30-year-old uh, young lady uh, decides that she wants to be a man. But even that uh, can be the subject of a lawsuit if... 
the uh, hospital's only trying to push their wares on this uh, this woman to become a man because after all it's very lucrative they they will make money uh one way or the other through the insurance carrier or or otherwise or from the government so uh these are the reason why I bring this story up is not because it's an it's an absurd story which it is <clears throat> and I'm glad that litigation is finally beginning and that yes. you'll start seeing things change in the world uh, the the very liberal approach toward giving these transgender surgeries out um, what I'm interested in is more the uh, the breakdown of the distinction between men and women, how they think they can play, just like we talked before about how people can play with sex and it means nothing, uh, that they think that their their body parts are just nothing, no big deal. You want to be a boy? Well, we'll just cut off your boobs and uh, slap on something that looks like a penis and call you a boy. I mean, they they think of themselves like Lego characters, right? Where... Right. Okay. Well, I, I want him to be a knight. So I'm going to give him a sword now. Oh no. Now I want him to be a, a military man and I'm going to give yeah. him a gun now. Right. And and now I can put on a penis. Now I can take off the penis. That's what they think of the human body, which is very bizarre. So I, I think the commonality that we're seeing so far <coughs> and uh, what we've been talking about, so forgive my cough, uh, is this disregard, this, this uh, dismissing or the trivializing of the human condition, sex in particular, and uh, body parts and the distinction between man and woman on the other. Yeah, That's what we're seeing, this, this trivializing of some of the most important aspects of human civilization. They want to say it's nothing. That's it. That's, that's the key. Don't you think? Yeah, they, <clears throat> they do. They, they, part of this too, though, is that they want you had talked about them like people are like Legos. I was envisioning Mr. Potato Head. Um, yeah, exactly. Same thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's playing, it's that humans can play God. Yeah. And if we can, we should. And it gives children and the 25 year old and whoever this impression that it's not only the doctors who have this feeling that parts are interchangeable, but it gives us this sense that they're interchangeable and that somehow there's something wrong with you but it's honest this is this is a dysmorphia can we just say yeah if you think if 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 i weigh 80 pounds but i feel gigantic and i i look in the mirror and i feel like i i'm this is 300 pounds there's something mentally flawed with my self-perception it's not that different and and to pretend it's different and for to demand that everybody treat me as if I'm 300 pounds is deranging for them and deranging for me. So part of all of this is the derangement of the, those individuals, but it's also demanding that the public at large culture, as you said, which is upstream from politics, that we all be deranged, that we all buy into this weird notion that we can Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head everything. Right. That's completely... Yeah. <clears throat> It's, it's insane, and it demands us to lie publicly and in our own selves. To ourselves, yeah, exactly. And no, that's, it, it, so that's, like the, your, that's our core. I like your uh, concept of uh, potato head, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head in particular, <laughs> because cause you, could, you could literally take Mr. Potato Head and move the mustache and move the, you know, the, the equivalent of the penis, whatever they have there, the things that make him appear to be a, a man – 
and move them over to the Mrs. Potato Head and vice versa. And yes. then you wouldn't know this, you wouldn't notice the difference, right? From a kid's point of view or from an adult's point of view, from a, seeing that potato head switch, you would not say, okay, well, now that, this is Mr. Potato Head and now this is Mrs. Right. Potato Head. Be no difference. They think that it's no different. That when right. you see as somebody who's gone through the surgery, uh, that this person is just as legit, just as much of a woman as any woman who is born biologically so, right? But it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, and they want you to treat them yes. exactly that way. You're you're not even allowed to ask the question. Did you did did you transition or something? Because you look a little different. I mean, I can't. I, I'm sorry to ask you, but uh, were you once a dude, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that and. And of course, they would—they could be offended. I can't believe you're asking right. me that question. Well, dude, were you or, or weren't you? That's it. Uh, and but that's the way it's going to be. And they're going to have laws to the effect that you can't ask these questions. You'll see. But it's a little bit like, you know, when you convert uh, to a, a religion, uh, and, and this is actually a very nice aspect of Judaism that I like quite a bit. That if you convert to Judaism, you are not allowed to mock the person or to treat them any differently than they would. Excuse me. Than if they were born as a, as a Jew, so somebody converted to Judaism went through the process. You were to treat them completely as though they were born biologically or whatever born biologically. They, they were born a Jew. Okay, that that which is a nice thing. I think that's really great. But when you apply that same reasoning, you're supposed to treat this you know quote unquote woman as though she he was really a woman from from day one. No, sir. That's where we have to draw the line. That's just an absurdity. That's an insult to God. It's an insult to everyone. Well, Look, uh, a couple, uh, one more point I want to address because there's so many crazy stories happening all the time. Um, there's this other story. This uh, woman, I forget. She's a she's a celebrity of some kind, and she she apparently doesn't like men anymore. I mean, she's heterosexual, but she apparently got burned quite a bit uh, by a lot of men, and she's decided that she hates them. And she said, uh, you know, they should not be allowed to have their penises. Uh, okay. <laughs> Listen. She's decided this? Uh-huh. Yeah, she's decided. Yeah, you're more not. God is, is playing, it... right? It's more God <laughs> right. playing. Exactly, more right. More narcissism yeah. and more God playing. Right. You you, you know, you, you have your penis as a man uh, as a matter of privilege. It's, you know, at, at the pleasure of the state, as it were. You, you, should, you should prove to us the state as to why you are entitled to continue carrying your penis, Goodness. right? It's a very bizarre thing. Listen, lady, I mean, you, you hate men and you want to pursue women. No one's, no one's stopping you, but there are a lot of men who hate women and they would never say such a thing about killing all the women or somehow maiming them or chopping up their body parts. I mean, can you imagine? Anyway, point is it's this, this dismissing. And I think like you said, the God role I mean, yep. you know, we, we, we are as, as a society now thinking that we can actually affect the climate. I mean, that's, that's amazing. How, how much more uh, God-smacked must you be, you know, to, so presumptuous to think that you actually have the ability to affect the yeah. climate? Yeah. I mean, we need to stop and actually ask that question, how, how bizarre it is, right? I mean, it's utterly so, hubristic. It's yeah, beyond yeah, totally. comprehension. Yeah. Um, and yeah. yet, this is what we swim in, and you're not allowed to ask that question um and and as as you've noted we're more and more things that we would like to talk about are being prohibited yeah 
And you know, this is all about sex and, and gender and everything we're talking about. All these things that are happening now kind of orbiting around each other. And it's it's all happening at the same time. And yeah. we're seeing drag queen shows, right? And it's being shoved in the faces of three and four-year-olds exactly at the time, by the way, where they're just beginning to understand the distinction between boys and girls. Yeah. And all of a sudden, yeah, they're totally doing lots of purpose. Why, why this is a thing, yeah. you know, you may wonder, well, why, why are they doing this? Uh, but that's a question that nobody wants to pose. Uh, you do have to ask, you have to do have to pose that question. Why are they insisting on having drag queen story hour in front of little kids? What's the point? Uh, are you trying to show that that men can be women? I mean, is that the idea? What What is it? Why does it have to be at that age anyway? Obviously, it's to destroy the minds of children. Yes, exactly. And, when, yeah. you know, when you open with this about... Um, open your show today with you should <clears throat> sample homosexuality and right. i said um because they part of that is they want children to over overcome their natural revulsion right. this is part of overcoming their natural revulsion and making it so that nothing nothing is wrong anymore we're not allowed to have morality anymore we're not allowed to have standards anymore we're not allowed to say that's a bad Ideals, thing anymore yeah. even mm -hmm. sex in the classroom that's why i was so shocked that they actually were fired because you're not allowed to have standards up until you get to well and, and also also it it breaks the human it destroys not only monogamy but monotheism this gets yeah. to the core of judaic tradition christianity any any religion that has some kind of a moral and ethical code, which religions do, it breaks those things down as well. Anything that says that this is okay and this isn't okay, that's, they're destroying exactly making, allowing us to make distinctions. Yeah. Not even what those distinctions are, but breaking down the fact that there is something that's okay and something that's not okay. I think you're so right on topic about this. And that is the issue. I mean, we're talking about how, you know, we talked about how they, they want to encourage students to pursue gay sex. Yeah. Uh, they, they want to, the transgender issues, generally speaking, um, all these things have one thing in common. And one of them is that they're, they're, they're separating out the sexual act and the intention of what the sexual act consequences should be, which is to have a child in a loving monogamous relationship. That's yes. the essence of it. Yes. And, and they want to forget about that. They want to toss that to the side and, and all the while saying that we need to stop having children altogether. That's true. So you put this all together and you yeah. say, okay, well, and we want you to think about your same sex friend as a sexual uh, possibility, potential. Yes. We, we want that because after all, you know, that's going to be good for climate change, right? To fight climate change. You don't want to have kids, right? You can't get pregnant with gay sex. Uh, no, you so you, you're doing your part by having gay sex. You see how, how it all works out? This is the logic. I, I know it all sounds crazy, but, but do you think that things haven't been crazy already? Really? That, that, that's where it's all going. It's yeah. divorcing uh, sex from it, the intended consequences of sex. Yes. which is intense feeling and yes. bonding with the opposite sex and having children for the advancement of society. And so not with no surprise whatsoever, we are having fewer and fewer children per 
per woman. And I think we're down to 1.8 now in America and much less in other countries. Uh, it's it's going to be devastating. We're going to have a downward spiral that uh, will will destroy civilization altogether. I, I do think we'll have a, a revitalization at some point, a realization of the importance of standards and a realization of the sanctity of sex. Yes, the sanctity of sex. There is something noble, something beautiful about it. And uh, as I always say, you know, people on a scale of one to 10, you know, why is sex a 30? Uh, and the reason is because God is rewarding us for um, participating in the act of creation. Yeah. Not, yeah. Just, not just having an orgasm, but the act of creation of the potential of having a baby. That's, that's what's going on. You are part of that process. I think that's the best way to describe it. But anyway, I, these are the stories that are orbiting uh, in the sexual arena. I, I want us all to start thinking about um, how devastating it is to divorce sex uh, and the consequences of sex and what sex is really intended for. Uh, instead, we're treating it uh, like ice cream, like something yep. that's pleasurable. What's wrong with that? Sex is just sex. All these phrases, you need to push back. We all need to push back and say, no, sex is more like plutonium. Um, you you dare not use it the wrong way because yeah. it's, it's going to have a devastating consequences if you use it the wrong way. Karen Sigmund of the to you yourself, but to the yeah. but to civilization at large. Oh, so when so people right. say, what, "What does it matter what I do?" It matters. It matters. Yes, yeah. These are the same people who say that incest uh, is wrong. They still recognize that incest is wrong, that, which absolutely. is a good yeah. thing. But again, a big chapter in Rise of the Sex Machines about yeah. incest. Uh, but you can easily say, "How does incest affect my marriage? How does it affect my life?" Uh, if if two loving people, a brother or sister. Uh, decide uh, to have a relationship. What do, what do I care? Especially if they decide not to have kids. What if of what course. if uh, a brother or sister who are, I don't know, 55 and 57 respectively, they decide to go at it and they can't have kids at that point. Uh, what's the problem here? They love each other. They, they hold hands in public. They, they take care of each other. They know each other intimately. What's wrong yeah. with that? Right? But somehow we, we know that it's wrong. And, but, but even that is busting. You'll see. Uh, and Europe, all of a sudden, uh, incest, Oedipus will be something yeah. to aspire to. Why not? In Europe, uh, incest is allowed under many circumstances, yeah. uh, including gay incest, which is like, I don't know where it even oh, begins that. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's disgusting as we talk about it. But there it is. I mean, it, it's one of the laws. I think it's in Italy or Russia. Uh, and then there are other circumstances where it's totally fine as well. Even brother and sister, uh, father and daughter, it's, it's all ugly, the whole stuff. But, but again, if it's, if it's only about, uh, sex, then what's the problem here? Right. And what if they promise never to, what if she has her tubes tied? What if of he course. has a vasectomy? Okay. We're all good to go. I, I don't get it. Right. But this is, this is the inevitability But We have to ask ourselves why we are so disgusted by the idea of incest. Yeah. We have to ask ourselves why we we didn't like that idea of why, why those two teachers were fired yeah. on the, uh, the, the the desks of the, of the school children uh, in their um, middle school. Why? And there, there are reasons why we still understand the power of sex and that there are limitations in sex and there, there are certain norms uh, in behavior regarding sex. And yet they're slowly falling apart. Yeah. We can still fight back. We still can. Karen Sigmund of the American Freedom Alliance, thank you so much for joining the Brockler Podcast today. You are always a pleasure, and I hope you can come on many times in the future. 
Thanks. A real delight for me too, Barack. Thanks so much. All right. God bless. Keep on fighting the good fight at the American Freedom Alliance. All right. Take care.